0: I'm so excited to share with you a topic that has been on my mind lately, and that is my favorite topic probably ever because it's something that is so important to me, and the topic is our relationship with God and His love for us. So in our church, we believe God is our Father in heaven. We believe that He loves us as a parent would love a child and that we lived with Him and He prepared us for this time that we're in now. Uh, as any parent would prepare their child for the time that they leave home. There's a great quote from Brigham Young that says, I want to tell you, each and every one of you, that you are well acquainted with God, our Heavenly Father, or the great Elohim. You are well acquainted with him, for there is not a soul of you, but what has lived in his house and dwelt with him year after year, and yet you are seeking to become acquainted with him when the fact is you have merely forgotten what you already know. So we lived with him, and we have been raised up and prepared by him for this very day. And the day will come that we will get to be reunited with him, and it's going to be a blessed reunion, one that we can't even imagine uh, how wonderful it will be, to be in his presence and to feel of his love. President Benson said at a BYU devotional, quote, A few years ago, we knew our elder brother and his and our father in heaven well. And now we're here, our memories are veiled, and we're showing God and ourselves what we can do. Nothing is going to startle us more when we pass through the veil to the other side than to realize how well we know our Father and how familiar His face is to us. God loves us. He's watching us. He wants us to succeed and we'll know someday that He has not left one thing undone for the eternal welfare of each of us, End quote. I am so excited for that day when I get to see Him again and realize just how familiar He is to me. I hope that you're finding these truths beautiful because they are so dear to me. God is dear to us and we know him well. The next truth that I want to share comes from Elder Holland and this is probably my favorite quote in all the world. He says quote, "My brothers and sisters, the first great commandment of all eternity is to love God with all our heart, might, mind, and strength. That's the first great commandment. But the first great truth of all eternity is that God loves us with all of His heart, might, mind and strength end quote. Isn't the greatest truth the greatest? He loves us with all his heart. There's a BYU paper that explores these dimensions of heart, might, mind, and strength. And I want to share some of their conclusions of what these dimensions could entail so that you can get a full grasp of this amazing love. So heart, the heart is the governing and responsible center of our nature. It's what guides us. Does this imply that all Heavenly Father does is guided by his love for us? Next, he loves us with all of his might. This refers to the dominion of resources over which he presides and which are at his disposal. So if you think about the dominion of resources over which he presides and at his disposal, that is limitless, right? So he will use all the resources at his disposal in his loving of us. And next, the mind, which is the capacity by which one becomes aware of things as they are, as they have been, or as they will be. So he loves us with all his awareness, which encompasses both the past and the future. And lastly, his strength. They define strength as the physical components and boundaries of the person. With all his strength, which again is limitless, he has all strength. So basically a love beyond comprehension, backed by limitless resources, knowledge of us, and all the power and strength within him. I don't think we can even comprehend the love of God or even his capacity for loving us. John 3 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I remember learning once at a scripture study group that God wants to enter into relationships with us, but by virtue of mortality, we have fallen, making it so he can't be in relationship with us as we are. So he sent his son to be able to lift each of us, then making it possible for us to enter back into relationship with God. That's how much he loves us. He wants to have that relationship with us, so he prepared a way. I want to touch on four ways today that we can come to know of God's love for us. A few years back, I had a client who really struggled with the dichotomy of a loving God versus an angry God, and this is something that I've wrestled with in the past, and it kind of brought it to life for me again. The scriptures often portray an angry, vengeful God, and it's hard to reconcile it with the God we were taught in the church and the God I had seemed to come to know. As I pondered this, I was blessed with the prompting that if I want to come to know God, I need only look at the Savior. This is not a new teaching, but it was a beautiful reminder to me at the time. They are united in thought, purpose, deed in everything. I started looking again at the dealings of the Savior, and it became crystal clear to me that God is a loving God. He shows up again and again and again throughout scripture as a loving God who knows his sheep and meets them where they are with great love in order to lift them to where he is and give us all the blessings that he has available for us. An interaction with Christ is a moment that changes you forever. And the times that Christ did show anger, it was at the behaviors of people that limited the opportunity for them or others to come to know God. It was when people used their agency in negative ways to limit the spirituality of others, or when they professed to be living as God would have them live, but in reality they were perverting the ways of the Lord. They were interfering with his great work, and so those can be considered also to be acts of love. He is defending our agency. He is defending our right to choose what is right, to choose to follow him. Second Nephi 26, 24 says, quote, He doeth not anything save it be for the benefit of the world, for he loveth the world, even that he layeth down his own life, that he may draw all men unto him. End quote. So the first way we can come to know God and learn of him is through looking at our Savior, Jesus Christ. And there are so many examples of Christ's love. The second way we can come to know of God's love for us is through Scripture, the modern and the ancient kind. The Scripture that is given to us by apostles and prophets today and the Scripture that was given to us long ago. Elder Uchtdorf in our most recent conference said, My dear young friends, if the Savior were here right now, what would he say to you? I believe he would start by expressing his deep love for you. He might say it with words, but it would also flow so strongly just from his presence that it would be unmistakable, reaching deep into your heart, filling your whole soul. The Savior would declare in no uncertain terms that you are a daughter or son of the Almighty God. Your Heavenly Father is the most glorious being in the universe, full of love, joy, purity, holiness, light, grace, and truth. And one day he wants you to inherit all he has, end quote. In the Bible dictionary under faith, it says, quote, the Lord has revealed himself in his perfect character, possessing in their fullness all the attributes of love, knowledge, justice, mercy, unchangeableness, power, and every other needful thing. So as to enable the mind of man to place confidence in him without reservation, end quote, this is the God we can find in the scriptures. Where did he reveal all of these amazing characteristics? mostly in scripture this is the god we can discover a glorious being full of love joy purity holiness light grace and truth an unchanging being full of knowledge justice mercy power and love look for him there and you will find him we can learn these attributes and as we do we will feel we can place our full confidence in him the third place to look for this love is in our dealings with him our personal dealings with him I could share amazing quote after amazing quote with you, or amazing scripture after amazing scripture with you about the deep love of God, but it is not until you experience it for yourself that you will be able to know true joy. When I was a young teenager, I was wondering how a loving God, who loved me so much, could send me away from Him. It was a naive, silly thought, but it was important to me at the time, and as I was thinking about this with real intent... I was filled with the most amazing feeling of love that surrounded me and filled me up inside. I knew God loved me. I've also had many experiences through answered prayers that have reaffirmed to me that He loves me, that He listens to me, and that He answers me. I've also had prayers answered by other people, or other people would have just the right thing to say that helped me to know God is very aware of me. I've also had experiences with asking for forgiveness through the atonement of Jesus Christ and feeling his immediate readiness to bring me back into his loving embrace. Immediate readiness. President Iring and Elder Bednar, as well as Nephi, Isaiah, and even Moroni in his own way, have all spoken of his tender mercies, which are over his people. Elder Bednar says, quote, The Lord's tender mercies are the very personal and individualized blessings, strength, protection, assurances, guidance, loving kindnesses, consolation, support, and spiritual gifts, which we receive from and because of and through the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord's tender mercies do not occur randomly or merely by coincidence. Faithfulness, obedience, and humility invite tender mercies into our lives, and it is often the Lord's timing that enables us to recognize and treasure these important blessings. Looking for these tender mercies in our lives can truly help us to know of his great love for us. President Eyring and others have urged us to keep a record of these tender mercies or these dealings of God with us. If we look for them daily, we will become better able to recognize these acts of love from a loving Heavenly Father. We will see His hand in our life regularly. We will feel of His great love, and we will know that they are truly tender mercies from Him and not just a coincidence. So I talked about some experiences of when I have felt of His love. I also want to touch on the times when I have not, because just like everybody probably has, there have been times when I have not felt His love or felt Him close where I feel like I was reaching out and reaching out and there was no answer. I have found the words of President Spencer W. Kimball to be true for me. He said, quote, I find that when I get casual in my relationships with with divinity, and when it seems that no divine ear is listening and no divine voice is speaking, that I am far, far away. If I immerse myself in the scriptures, the distance narrows and the spirituality returns, end quote. I have felt that returning. And as experiencing the opposites usually does, it makes it all the sweeter to fill it. I think that sometimes he is distant for a wise purpose in him. Sometimes it's to help us to recognize the contrast. But I do know that anytime he is distant and we are reaching out earnestly, that there is a reason and that he will return. Here's one last experience of his dealings with me. This summer, I began the practice of prayer journaling as explained by Brooke Snow, where you write with God in a type of prayer. I try to always ask him if there's anything he would like me to know. And when I did this a few weeks ago, he told me, you are known and loved. I'd have you know that every day. Isn't that beautiful? You are known and loved. I'd have you know that every day. You'd have all of us know that every day. A fourth way I see and feel of his great love for me is in the world around me, the world he created for us. In Doctrine and Covenants, section 59, verses 18 through 20, it says, quote, yea, all things which come of the earth in the season thereof are made for the benefit and the use of man, both to please the eye and to gladden the heart, yea, for food and for raiment, for taste and for smell, to strengthen the body and to enliven the soul. And it pleaseth God that he hath given all these things unto man. For unto this end were they made, to be used with judgment, not to excess, neither by extortion." I love that he gave us things both for using and also things simply to please the eye and gladden the heart. Doesn't that speak of a loving God? He gave us things both to strengthen the body and things to enliven the soul. And it says, having done this, pleases him. He is pleased when we fill of his love. He is pleased when we are happy. It pleases him. He is pleased with our progress. He is pleased with our successes. Matthew 6, verses 28 through 32 says, And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you of ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed for your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. End quote. He takes care of us in very real ways when we allow him to do so and there is evidence of his love all around us. All things to know there is a God that's from Alma 30:44. And I hope that you can come to see and feel that he is a loving God who loves you as you are at this very moment. And that he will take care of you if you put your trust in him and that we can trust him with our whole heart with our whole life with everything that we have that is ours we can trust him perfectly i will end with a quote by president henry b eyring he said quote we need to feel now that god knows us and loves us as individuals there are times you have felt the closeness of god your father and that you are his child those times can come more often there is a simple way to think about it. If you want to stay close to someone who has been dear to you, but from whom you are separated, you know how to do it. You would find a way to speak to them. You would listen to them, and you would discover ways to do things for each other. The more often that happened, the longer it went on, the deeper would be the bond of affection. If much time passed without the speaking, the listening, and the doing, the bond would weaken. God is perfect and omnipotent, and you and I are mortal, but he is our Father, and he loves us and he offers the same opportunity to draw closer to him as would a loving friend. And you will do it in much the same way, speaking, listening, and doing, End quote. In summary, we have an all-powerful, all-knowing God who loves us beyond comprehension. We are precious to him. His love is extended to us all the day long and through the night. It is constant. We can come to see and feel of that love by looking at the dealings of the Savior because the doings of the Savior are the doings that God would do if he were here. We can learn of that love through ancient and modern scripture. We can learn of that love through our personal dealings with him and watching for his loving hand in our lives. And we can learn of that love through looking at the world around us. The new For the Strength of Youth pamphlet summarizes it well under the question, How can I feel God's love? It says, Heavenly Father's love is always available. Talk to him often through prayer. Share your feelings with him and listen for impressions from him. Read his words in the scriptures. Think about all that he has done for you. Spend time in places and activities where his spirit is present. end quote. I want to testify that he loves us. I testify that he is real. I testify that he knows us perfectly and that He wants to enter into relationship with us. And He has outlined every detail for us of how we can live so that we can be living in that relationship and enjoying His love. His love can change everything for us if we will open ourselves up to feeling and experiencing it regularly. May you feel and know of God's great love for you is my prayer today. And I share these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and share to keep these episodes coming. Content shared is for educational and informational purposes only. It should not be used for diagnosing or treating a mental health problem.